We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Welcome back to Veterans Minimum. On this episode, we have a segment called Who's In, Who's Out, talking about the NFL playoffs. We're going to play some spitball, talk about Rob Manfred, and give you the games of the week and our picks. So stay tuned. Nick is not here, but Impy is filling in for him. What's up, guys? It's been a while. How are we doing? Why'd your voice change? He was not talking like that before the episode started. Yeah, we were talking about some how's crazy everyone, how's it, <laughs> How's everyone doing tonight? We were talking about some crazy stuff before this. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, I'm back crazy. too. What up? But you were not here last week? No, I had work Monday. That's true. Got you shafted did. for a double. Yeah. Uh, I, I forgot about that. I was so mad about right that. The shaft. Talk about shafted. Shaft. Almost Christmas. Te- technically, this is our Christmas episode because we're not putting one out oh. with all of us. There is going to be an ep- uh, a Veterans Minimum uh, podcast being uploaded on Tuesday, Tuesday, the day after Christmas, but nothing on... We're not recording on Christmas, so... Don't look forward to that. But Strict. it's our Christmas episode, so you know. Strict Santa got us... Noel, Noel, Noel. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> and happy holidays to everyone else. Yes, yeah, happy holidays. Well. Oh, here we the go. The Hanukkah. Well, the Hanukkah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, you PC, have to. Get it. Yeah, I'm, just, no, I'm just saying the Hanukkah. Yo, none of that Xmas shit. We just shit. had two well, Hanukkah episodes. Hanukkah's over. <laughs> yeah, it just finished. So we had two Hanukkah episodes. Yo, I get mad, I get mad offended. Kwanzaa is going on right now, I think. I get mad offended when people write Xmas, and it has nothing to do with the fact that it's not Christ. Like, I don't care about religion as yeah. far as that goes. I'm just like, yo, it's it's Christmas. Like, let's just yo, say it. are you it's ever caught off three guard extra characters. when you're like, you don't know what the person celebrates, but they tell you Merry Christmas because they know you celebrate Christmas, and you say, yeah, Happy Holidays back. Like, that's, I, I always say the same thing to everyone: Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. Yeah, I always say Merry safe. Christmas, and if and if you're offended by that, really, you need to get yeah, a but, job. But if they don't celebrate Christmas, you don't tell them Happy Hanukkah. All right, but they know what I'm saying. I guess so. It's the Christmas season. Let's be honest. Holiday season. I just say they they wish me like 
For us. Merry Christmas. I'm like, yes, and Healthy New Year. That's what I say. Healthy New Year. I've never heard that one. Healthy New Year? Happy and healthy. My new way to tell people goodbye is get home safe. Stay safe. Yeah. I'm all about like promoting the safety for people. You know what I drop? Be easy. Be easy is good. I never say be easy. I always drop be easy now. You know what I say? I say, I have a good one. I do that a lot too. And I do bud a lot. Have a good one, bud. But yeah, I don't know who I am. I feel I sound like a truck driver. Yeah. I'm a big be easy guy now. No, I don't say that. Yeah, be easy. No, I don't. I don't yeah. do I've actually never Take heard you easy. say that either. Take it easy. Is a I good say one. it to like people I, that I don't so like converse with often. No, like, you're, you're my friend. I'll tell you to go fuck yourself when you <laughs> be easy. I say have a good one a lot. Have a good one. When I get off the phone, I say I right, be easy. That's Click. crazy. Wow, I stay never safe. Say that. I say stay safe. You say stay be safe. Well. Yeah. Be well. Stay well, safe would make me feel uncomfortable. Like that's what I'm kind of going. I'm kind of going for a little bit of a mystery as well. Yeah, like we live like like yo. I want you to be safe, but maybe I'm the fucking person who's not going to make you safe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Click. <laughs> stay safe. Right, and watch your fucking back. <laughs> Hang Christmas. up the phone. What Christmas? Yo, I'm super excited. Any plans? Anyone? It's the, it's the favorite. Two games this year on Christmas, by the way, for NFL and the, obviously the basketball. Basketball yeah, slate is it's fire. gonna be. It's gonna be ill. But uh, yeah, I, I'm going. I'm going to my aunt's house, and then after after my aunt's house, it's my also my birthday on Christmas. So, oh um, yeah, double gifts. All that means is that you ruined your parents' Christmas one year. Yeah, and, and my mom's <laughs> birthday because she's born three days later. So double I ruined gifts. the whole thing. Yeah, she didn't have a good time. But you know, it sucks. I gotta buy my. I gotta buy other people gifts on, on my your birthday. birthday. So, yeah. but what can you do? Uh, after. Everyone's done with their celebrating. We go to a spot on 30th Avenue in Astoria called Dominie's, and we chill there. I've actually heard that before. I've heard that before. Usually, I invite you every year. And we maybe have done some, that. You know, yeah, I think you might have come one time. No, I I've, never, I've never went. But we went to. We used to go to Rocky's on Christmas Day. Ah, Big Judy and Punch guy across the street. Judy and Punch is good. Judy and Punch is great. Judy, Judy and, and Punch is good. good. But you guys are all invited. If you want to go. Uh, yeah, I go upstate. I'll though. be in New Jersey, but if I'm yeah, back yeah. in time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Suck a dick, all right? Usually so I actually <laughs> have work Christmas Day, which kind of sucks. Oh, that's but, trash. Uh, oh. I get out early, which is nice, 2 o'clock, and I'm shooting upstate. Family tradition. We always go to my sister's upstate, so should be fun. Nieces and nephews. It's always good. You know what's weird? Like, you're older, you don't get as many gifts anymore, but, like, it's always, like, you relive it through the younger ones, and, like, you see them open their gifts with joy, so that's cool. I don't yeah. know, I enjoy that personally. Like you know, what's crazy. Like they're happy with when I was with younger. You got them. My bad. I, I'm sorry. When I was younger, like all I cared about was getting presents. But like really, like now, I feel like when you get older, you you appreciate your family more. Yeah. Yeah. Then because like back then, I was just kind of like, I don't give a fuck who's in this room yeah. or like what's going on. Nah, I, just, I need, to know I need I a Batman yeah. thing. Clothes. What the fuck? Yeah. Gift card. God, Aunt Debbie, you're a bitch. <laughs> I mean, kids still feel that way this day. No, but I know. As you get older, you feel open that. it up. It's a shirt. Throw it in fucking yeah, corner. Oh yeah, and they hate you for the rest of the fucking day. <laughs> today <don't> we. Uh, <laughs> today we. We. I gave all my students. Uh, we 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 fundraise money. Shout out to all you guys who donated. Joe gave a very generous gift. I appreciate that, Joe. And we. Uh, we bought them all Christmas presents, and even some of them were like not appreciative. They're like, oh, "Now that I see what everyone else got, and I kind of want that stuff." And yeah, they're like yeah, crying yeah. and shit. And they're like, "I was like, you can never make everyone happy. On, that stuff." Yeah. Said, "Come on, bro. I hey, come on, dog. Yeah, we just we just it's raised like, money. We bought you gifts. We they don't care about that. Package them up. Yeah, and I wouldn't have that. cared about that either. Yeah, yeah I wouldn't have either. Yeah. That's awesome, though. That is awesome. Good, good for you. Shit. Good shit. Thanks, man. Thanks. Good shit, Tim. Good shit. I try. I wish I would have donated. I'm. We try. I'm a scumbag for that. Um, <laughs> I'm a scumbag. <laughs> no, nah, I mean, I really wish I would have. I did know about it, and then I just totally forgot about it. Oh, uh, uh, if uh, we're going over Christmas, but if you don't have any plans on Christmas Eve morning, usually things get 
popping around uh, midnight Christmas Eve. So we're going pre-popping and, and pre and pre Sunday. Getting started. Getting started at 10 a.m. Uh, this Sunday. We are doing a live stream yep. on the Veterans Minimum YouTube channel. It's going to be me, Nick. Impy and Michael and Jason from the Brodo Fantasy Podcast, and we're going to be talking about every single fantasy player that you need to know about going into your fantasy championships, and we're going to be looking at it from a DFS angle as well to shut up phone. We're going to be looking at it for from a DFS angle as well because that's also a really big DFS day because no one likes playing Week 17 yearly or DFS. Week 17 is whack. It's the uh, biggest GPP this week. Yeah, so fantasy prize pool. Yeah, big prize pool. So we're going to be bringing everyone who's playing fantasy something. So go ch- come check that out. Come hang out with us. Uh, yeah. We're doing it from 10 to around 1230. We're giving ourselves till 1230, but we'll probably go to 1 o'clock, if I'm being honest. Yeah. Yes. Actives in, actives, check, everything. Check that out, a- man. A- actives in, actives. We're building some rosters where... Uh, doing the weather reports. We're doing um, Twitter questions. Yeah. So if you send them in, Impy's going to be feeding us those, those Twitter questions. It's going to be really cool. So just come check it out. Yeah. Foot! Tis lit. Uh, speaking of football, we yep. have a seg- segment right now called Who's In, Who's Out. Basically what it is is a team that is currently in the playoffs that will get knocked out and a team that is out of the playoffs that will make their way in. So I want to know which teams you guys have, who's in, who's out, Boss gave it to me. Um, so right now, I think the Chargers are sitting in the f- sixth seed. MP, you said Chargers are actually in the eighth seed. There's no eighth seed in football, my man. Well, they're in. They're <laughs> I mean, the Titans. I'm sorry. Oh, the Titans are the fifth seed. The Titans. Titans are five. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, they're no. I like know, if you look fault. at it, they're, they're eight. Chargers. I meant Titans, but uh, Titans. I think they'll fall out. They're in right now. Um, they've lost two in a row to two pretty bottom of the barrel NFC West teams in the Cardinals. And the Niners with Jimmy G. Mm-hmm. Um, they have another NFC West team up next with the Rams this week. So another tough offense to face. And the Rams are still playing for something, trying to get a, a, a bye um, in the playoffs. So they're playing for something. Then last week of the season, they got a, obviously a divisional game, as everyone in the NFL does, against the Jags, who have clinched the division. And it's tough. I mean, they could, they're could they in the running for a bye, but it's not looking likely. So I still think the Jags play their starters for the, most of the first half, and we know what that defense can do. And for a Tennessee offense that hasn't been running well, I think they might lose these two games and fall out of the picture and ultimately have the Chargers mm. in. Um, Chargers coming off a, a tough loss, in which was a huge swing game in Kansas City. Uh, now they go on the road and face a, a weak Jets team. The Jets covered the spread. Which I was depressed about because I had the Titans in my pool. I mean the Saints in my pool, and uh, but the Jets are looking weak. I mean they're having troubles on defense with Mo Wilkerson uh, not coming to meetings and stuff. So he's supposedly not playing this weekend, and that team is just battered. And Bryce Petty is at quarterback. Uh, he looked okay, not bad against the Saints in Kept the dome. The game was close. I would say it was a one possession game until. Well, Ingram broke that run. Yeah, yeah. Right? But that was like after an onside kick and all that. But, um, yeah, I mean, the, he did keep him close, and the defense played well. But for a desperate Chargers team, mm-hmm. I think they win this week. And then they play a deflated Raiders team who's eliminated from the playoff contention. And even though it's a rivalry game, I think that's a good division team you want to see come week 17 with a chance to get in the playoffs. So I'm going Chargers in and Titans out. Uh, let me jump in here because my out is Buffalo, who is actually – in the sixth seed right now, technically in. The problem with Buffalo is that they have two road games coming up, one against New England, who is, you know, fighting for home field throughout. Uh, so 
you know, tough game for Buffalo. Uh, and then they have to go into South Beach. They have to go to Miami. So they have two road games. Um, and there's just a couple of teams behind them that have much easier schedules. So I'm a little worried about Buffalo. Uh, although they're on the inside, uh, I'm a little worried. I have Buffalo out. Um, and then on the NFC side, uh, I actually have Dallas in. Um, they're getting healthy. Uh, and they're getting Zeke back. Uh, the only thing with Dallas is they need some help. Uh, that's sort of the only issue here. Um, and so, I mean, chalk it up. If they get some help, they can get in. But, you know, let's get them some help. Uh, Zeke's back. Tyron Smith's back. Uh, they get Sean Lee back a couple of weeks ago. Um, while other teams ahead of them are sort of hurt, you know, like your Seattle's getting hurt. So I got Dallas sneaking in uh, and Buffalo falling out. It's funny, on a, it's funny on a three-game win streak, too. It's yeah. funny that you say that because Seattle, they're going to have to be, win that game this week against Seattle that we're going to talk about. Which we're going to talk about a little later. I get that. So, yeah. Um, Buffalo, too, is interesting because I know that, like, they went 6-2 and two at home. So, and it's tough. Like you said, they got two road games and they haven't been well on the road. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I think, you know, for a team that hasn't made the playoffs since 99, the longest drought in the NFL, they're desperate. Mm-hmm. Uh, They'll have to beat the Patriots, who they... I mean, that's everyone's kryptonite in the NFC East, but the AFC East, I'm sorry. They could we, they could lose to New England. Buffalo could lose to New England, but then beat Miami and then still get help. in at 9-7, and seven, but then they'd need some help. they need to win, and then they'd need the Chargers to lose, and then Ravens. Tennessee would have to lose, and the Ravens would have... So they would need a lot of help. Right, right, right. So, you know... My... For me, let's. I'll start with the AFC. My in is the Ravens. Yeah. Now, if you're asking me why, it's because of who the Ravens play. The Ravens play the Colts, and the Ravens play the Bengals. Um, that is too easy. Uh, that is two games they are going to win, uh, probably handily. Uh, they're eight and six right now, so that gives them a ten and six record. So the other two eight and six teams are Tennessee and Buffalo. And you guys gave your reasons why you don't think they're going to make it. I actually think that neither of those teams are making the playoffs. Huh. Uh, I don't see the Titans winning another game. I think the Titans are a very uh, good, bad team. They're mm-hmm. good at beating bad teams. And now they happen to be facing L.A. and Jacksonville. Now, they could be getting Jacksonville on a on a rest week. Right. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, if you're Jacksonville and you're playing them, now you might play them back-to-back weeks. Mm-hmm. So if you're Jacksonville, what strategy comes into play? So that's going to be tough. I think that my ins for the AFC, at, when it's all said and done, is going to be Baltimore and the Chargers. Okay. I think the Chargers do have a chance to get into the a- into that AFC playoff picture because I think that Buffalo and Tennessee go 8-8. Eight and eight. Yeah. And then on the other side, in the NFC, my out is the Atlanta Falcons. Listen, yeah. my hate for the Atlanta Falcons has been well documented. Don't like these, this team. Yes, it has. Don't like the way they're constructed. I don't like their quarterback. Uh, I don't like anything about them. And I think they are highly overrated, and I think they got lucky. Their margin of victory is in just in the top half of the league and is one of the lower margins of victory of any winning team in the league. Mm-hmm. And they're 9-5. and five. That is really alarming to me. On top of that, Detroit has one of the easiest schedules you're going to find yeah. uh, coming up next. Bengals and, and Packers. Bengals and Packers. Yeah. The Bengals have already given up, and the Packers will have given up by then. And what's interesting... I mean, the what? Packers already put Aaron Rodgers yeah, on Aaron Rodgers. They're on. probably going to give up as well. That's why I... I they've I'm given gonna, up. You're going to be seeing later. I love... Yeah. I'm going to pick against the Packers this week because I think they've given up. And Well, what bodes well for me thinking the Cowboys are in is the fact that the Falcons play the Saints and the Panthers. And those are close two, the season. Those are two teams that want to have a home game. 
Yeah. If yeah, they division can, title's still at stake, too. It, it's still there. And they could, they could For get For even the, the Falcons, game. though, too. So, I mean, like, you know. I mean, hey, if you like the other two teams better. Look, right now it's L.A., Atlanta. And right now New Orleans is in a spot to have a home game in the first round. But they want to move up. Yeah. They're trying to get that L.A. spot. And same thing with Carolina. They're not trying to be in second place in that division. That divi- All three teams are could make the playoffs. They're, all three teams could make the playoffs. I don't think Atlanta will. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be a tough go for Atlanta to make the playoffs. And Seattle isn't in right now. I don't think Seattle gets in. I think Dallas is just a little too, a little too, too late, too little too late. Uh, so I think that it's actually Detroit that's going to get in there because Detroit's strength of schedule is mm. so bad. And... I think they, I think they sneak in. I think they backdoor their way into that playoff spot. It's crazy, like with my team. I mean, I'm a Jets fan. You know, the team being out, it's fun to like watch these races. That's why I love the NFL. It's such a, even though it's a short season, it makes every game literally meaningful, even from week one to week seventeen. So down the wire, I mean, divisions are just getting clinched now, and there's only two weeks left in the season. So there's a ton of playoff spots up for grabs, and I mean, all the scenarios we listed are possible. Obviously, yeah. Um, this brings me back to the the us Jet fans here of when the Jets the sort last of day of the season. When the Jets snuck uh, in, God, that's stressful. I hate that shit. Were they six and seven and they won three in a row? I'm more happy as a fan. Well, I wish the Jets were in the playoffs, but less stressful watching teams go at it and try and get it on the last day than worrying about like, well, we're winning by three right now. What are the other teams doing? Are we getting yeah. our help? Score, or scoreboard watching, yeah. Or, yeah. Or if you do everything you have to do and you you lose it anyway, yeah, you don't get your help. Yeah, you win yeah. the game handily and you still can't that's get the worst. in. Like when the Jets went ten and six, that one year they didn't make it against the, yeah, lost the Bills. Lost the oh, fucking Bills. Yeah, yeah, that's dude. Right now, Buffalo is ahead of Baltimore, but if they both went out, Baltimore gets in. It's crazy. You got to look at those division records too. The Lions are four and one in their division. That's a big factor when it comes to tiebreakers. Same thing with Seattle, four and one in the division. So. Those are two things to keep an eye on as you go down into the playoff scenario. We posted on the Instagram, um, like when your girl thinks you're thinking about other women, but you're really thinking about playoff scenarios. Oh the my Bills God. playoff scenario. Yeah, yeah, it's great. like the, it's true. There's so many different playoff scenarios, and each one presents a different one. Because let's say you're L.A., would you rather play Atlanta or would you rather play Detroit? Or have a bye. Or have a bye. But right now they're in the third seat. So right, would you right. rather play Atlanta or Detroit? I think the answer is clearly Detroit. Yeah. 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 So damn, even as much as you slander uh, Atlanta, I mean, but if you're if you're nah, talking about you, you know they're not they don't have a track record. Atlanta does. Yeah. I slander Atlanta to a point where it's like they're still a nine and seven, ten and six team. I just don't think they're a playoff squad. Hmm. You know, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Right. So is that all you guys have for in and out? That's that's it, man. That's it. That's it. A lot of moving parts. That's remember. That's it. That's it. We need another week. Oh, wow. guys. Shout out, real that's quick. A na- that's a neighborhood. Says, I can't even tell you where that's from. Is it? Yes. Yeah, right. uh, that's it. Damn, what's his name? Yanni. Yanni. Yeah. 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 I, I saw him. I see him in a story all the time. Lambs. I don't up. even know who he that lives is, around here. But I remember that thing being a thing for a while. Yeah. That's it. That was like one of the first people I remember being viral from our neighborhood. Yeah, for sure. Um. This has nothing to do with anything we're talking about. But my brother just sent me a text message, and I, sh- I-, I think I should read it to everyone. Daryl Strawberry would go between innings to Clubhouse for sex. What? Yeah. Stress reliever. Mets. Wait, wait, wait. He would fuck somebody? This is the deal. This I mean, he did everything else, news. so like nothing Former Mets slugger Daryl Strawberry says he was scoring on and off the field, launching mammoth home runs at the plate and clearing the bases with women in between <laughs> innings in the Clubhouse. No way. <laughs> 
Great he was fucking in the clubhouse. I mean, I mean dude, he was doing Boston everything else in the probably, clubhouse. He Yo, it's way easier to do doing fucking a line off blow, like in between innings than it is to fuck somebody. Just you do a nipple bump a and a little. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Imagine getting your dick sucked in between innings. I mean, that sounds like a good life. Oh my god, that sounds like the best. Sounds life like the best. Life. Sounds oh, like I'm gonna be a professional baseball player and get my dick sucked in between. That work. Definitely didn't wear a cup. <laughs> no, no, no. No cuff for Daryl. No, no, no. Maybe he did to con- t- con- uh, contain, contain that boner. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, we're going to move forward here to spitball. Uh, starting with... Wow, no spit. <laughs> oh, there we go. <laughs> starting with 1 to 4 p.m. Oh, man, this hurts home. Hits home. Longtime radio host, someone that I've listened to for quite some time. Ryan Rosilla will be walking away from ESPN Radio after turning down a 2018 contract extension. Uh, he's really, he's one of the good ones out there, especially when it comes to NBA. Uh, long story short, they wanted him to move uh, from one to four where he's been with Scott Van Pelt, you know, with Scott Van Pelt, then by himself, then with Danny Cannell. Uh, he went from, they want him to go to three to six from one to four. He said no. Um, they offered him the same amount of pay. They wanted him to work more hours. He's just said, you know, I'm going to pass. Uh, he's going to be going out west. Maybe he teams up with teams up with uh, Bill Simmons at the ringer. Yeah, you know what's crazy, too? We didn't talk about Mike Francesa, who was yeah, like a pioneer in this audio game. Yes. So, uh, he's done, too, yep. with CBS, with the fan. Rumblings are that he'll be back with Dog eventually, though. I think April. I think he's not allowed. At Mike, the fan? Mike in the middle. No, 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 somewhere else. Yeah. Uh, yeah um, no, Mad Dog's out in San Francisco these days, isn't he? I think he does the show. He has an MLB show. Yeah, but yeah, supposedly there's 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 talks that they're gonna do something. Yeah. yeah, he was like a pioneer. Them two were really good together. They started like the crazy dude and the Italian guy. That was the crazy. That they was started so the podcast, York. radio, like audio news. Dude, they were the feed. first sports talk show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah. They first like, ever. Yeah, yeah. First ever. They F-A-N, have a thirty for thirty F- on them. No, no, no. They weren't the first sports talk show, but F A N. The fan. Their station was the first talk sports talk station, and then they the became the, the yeah, first yeah. talk show. Yeah, yeah. Wow, like the same way, like uh, Bro, Boomer have... was the first like guy to read highlights. Was he? Like, know. yeah, because ESPN was the first nation, the first to throw highlights. They had the, they had you know the the local news highlight reader. Okay, he was the first highlight reader. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's pretty cool. Fun fact. It's lit. Uh, back home, uh, the Islanders, my hockey team, have just won a, secured the bid for Belmont, and they'll be going back to the island where they rightfully belong. They are a Long Island's team, so uh, I think it's good even for like just hockey in general to get the Islanders back on Long Island. So that, uh, what would it take to drive you to – what is this? Say what would it take to drive you to murder? Listen to this. I've been teasing this to you guys in the group chat, and today, listen right. to this. NFL running back Darren, McF- Darren McFadden is alleging that a financial advisor, he's suing him for $15 million, by the way, wrongfully took $3 million from him relating to a Bitcoin venture. Damn. He needed that $3 million to be invested to Bitcoin. Guess how much his $3 million Bitcoin investment. Oh, he, he wanted to invest $3 million. And he gave it to a, a, a middleman, and the middleman fucked him. And didn't invest Took the it. three million, told him he invested it. That three million would have been so much money. Guess how much money? Bitcoin's going down the drain, by the way. How much money? $150 million? $237 million. I was pretty close. What would it take you to murder somebody? Not that. I um, would murder this man. I nah, would, I wouldn't. I would end his life. That's the, old, that's the only payback for this. You just fucked me out of $237 million. That's not only my future. That's my kid's future and my kid's kid's future. That's probably more he's made in contract earnings in his NFL career by far. Who? 
Darren McFadden. By Easy. far, easily By far, more. Yeah, yeah. Easily more. more in college. <laughs> <laughs> easily more. Yeah, you There's guys. There's no sue, way. You that man. You got for 15 million. What is he doing? I would sir, I would sue him for the whole 237 million. There's no way he could pay it. So then, after I win that lawsuit, death is gonna become that man. If that was me, I don't know. I, I would go to jail. Just I would just sleep like a baby every night in jail. Like I don't know why I'm taking this so seriously, but I, I swear to God I would not kill him. Yeah, oh my goodness. Because I just I, I this you, is gonna be a deeper conversation. You hurt my mom, I'll kill you. I just don't hold money to that high of a yeah. regard. Yeah, I feel that, but especially if I have millions, two hundred thirty-seven million dollars. Like if I'm Darren McFadden, and I got millions of dollars. You're comfortable, like you're chilling. Like just invest your money, you'll be fine. You don't have to worry about anything. He did. He, he was trying to. No, but I'm saying like <laughs> he was trying to. No, I mean like if you no, invest, yeah. if you invest your money, you diversify your profile, and you have retirement funds and stuff like that. Your kids don't really have to worry. It's almost a hundred times your investment. I'll diversify my bullets. No, I know. I understand. You you, you miss out on two hundred thirty-seven million dollars. Fucking sucks. Diversify but. my foot in your ass. <laughs> By the way, everyone who's listening, be careful with the Bitcoin. Okay, it's a bubble. It will burst, and yeah. you will lose Crypto money. Cashes. Shout out Litecoin. Weird... Get in, get out. Litecoin. Ten percent in your ceiling. If you make ten percent of your money, take that shit out. Yo, financial advisor. Let me tell you one thing though. What is money? What is money? What but mean? it's physical. It's physical. Money is physical, and money is only the trust that we put into it. As soon as a place like Amazon picks up Bitcoin, forget about it. It's over. I mean, Bitcoin. You might as well imagine investing early on in the United States Mint. That's what it'll be like. Uh, yeah, but I, I mean, I'm not invested in Bitcoin. I wish I was. It's a bubble, dude. I don't Everyone know knows it. About anything, especially when the public is on it, it's just not. That's not a good news. Like when the public is ahead of you, like if you're sitting back and you're like, "Oh, everyone's doing it. I should do it." That's not good. Like that's like a telltale sign. With everything before you, I would say that yeah, but yo, money is only what is only trust, bro. It's a Ponzi scheme. Money is only a piece of paper that <laughs> that we agree means something. It's only our agreement. That's the only thing that gives it power. Whatever, <laughs> crazy turkey. The Turkey state-run news agency says prosecutors are seeking more than four years in prison for NBA player Enes Kanter on charges of insulting President. Watch this, Recep Tayyip. Erdogan. That sounded like you said something. Rewind. <laughs> <laughs> Is that racist? Uh, yo, don't try to yo, don't throw me in jail, man. Yeah, you better be careful what you say. Oh, I don't think I'm going to Turkey anytime soon. Me neither. Uh, Cantor said See he wasn't. Many Turkey. <laughs> he said he wasn't concerned. Uh, he uh, and he continued the criticisms by saying that dude's a maniac. The dude is a maniac. Yo, Kanjus, my guy, follows me on Twitter. Wish me a happy Thanksgiving. Fuck with him. Shout out to Anise. Yo, he's the life and soul of that next team. Yo, he is. That's why I was. That's why I had to tweet. I was like, Yo, you're a fucking man. Not the life and soul. Yo, you guys, you guys seen the um the coming attractions for the the games, the Christmas games? No. Enos Cantor is like the star of that shit. It's good. It's like him, just like doing dunks. He has. He has coming. He. He's a man. Listen, I'm down with him. Even though he's not a superstar as far as his abilities, I think that he is a big face in the league. Like everyone knows Ennis Cantor. He's like very outspoken. Yeah. He's clearly the like the leader of the Knicks. Yeah. He's more vocal than KP is. Yeah. I fuck with him. Love the guy. And he's he's shining in New York. Uh trigger Trey. Uh Trey Young on the Oklahoma Sooners. Had a twenty nine and two game. 29 and 22 game, I'm sorry, earlier this week. Uh, 22 assists, that is, tying an NCAA record and breaking a Big 12 record. Uh, dude's balling out and played himself 
from really not many on many draft boards before the college season into a lottery pick and potentially top five, top ten. So shout out to Trey Young balling out. Boomer sooner. Hot stove cooking. We got some moves for you. The Dodgers reacquire Matt Kemp from the Braves for Adrian Gonzalez, Scott Casimir, Brandon McCarthy, and Charlie Kluberson. The money was a purely money. The move was a purely money play. The Dodgers are now under the luxury tax for the first time in forever. The Braves have released Adrian Gonzalez. Um, <clears throat> excuse the me. The Mets, by the way, Tim. Before you keep going. Fuck They're that. supposedly in on him. I don't want him. I don't want him anywhere near my clubhouse. Uh, the Red Sox re-signed Mitch Moreland. Not a big deal. Mitch Moreland's a decent player, but that means they're probably out on Hosmer, and it's questionable if they get JD Martinez because they'll have to shuffle up that outfield. Mitchy two bags. So it'll it'll be interesting to see what kind of ripple effects this have. The Yankees re-signed CeCe. The Cubs get a new uh, setup man, Steve Ciszek. Uh The guy he's replacing, Hector Rendon, has signed with the Astros. The Mets signed former Brewer setup man Anthony Swarzak. The Giants. Uh, they've been busy. They traded for Matt. Moore. They traded Matt Moore to the Rangers for two prospects. Then they acquired Evan Longoria from the Giants for four players, including Denard Spann. That is a big move for the middle of that lineup. Uh, also, they seem to be in on Jay Bruce. Uh, probably going to tell you that Jay Bruce signed with the Giants on the next hot stove cooking. And Zach Britton tore his Achilles. He is going to miss at least six months. Yo, the, the AL East changed dramatically within like a couple hours with yeah. Britton going down and Longoria being shipped out. Can I just say something now? CC Sabathia, $10 million deal? Yeah, that's what they that's get these what, days. with the going rate is, yeah. Going rate for a lefty. All right. That's how it goes these days. It's actually a little cheap. You figure guys like, like 10, 15, 12, 13, 12, 15. Yeah, you guys are getting 12 easily. Especially on a one year. Um. Also, before we get to the NFL right now, like, did you guys hear what happened on uh, Lebetard? I know Impy heard of it because that's his boy. It's my guy at down South Beach. He's the voice of South Beach. Yo, you know what's <laughs> funny? I heard him on a make a an appearance on ESPN. The, what is it called with Van Pelt? What is his hour? SC. SVP. SV, SVP SC. Midnight Sports. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he like had him on there. He was like talking about, but this was like when the trade went down, but I haven't heard. I know it dropped. Like he had an interview with Manfred. He had him on a show, but I didn't so, get to watch the interview itself. It was heated. It, it yeah. was heated. What happened was Manfred came on. He's like, yo, we For did. For those who don't know, that's the commissioner. Not the, right. uh, yeah, the commissioner. Yeah, the commissioner. commissioner of baseball, and Levitard's a big Miami guy. He's from Miami. He's like a diehard Miami sports fan. So if you're not up on what's happening in the baseball offseason right now, the Miami Dolphins are cleaning house. Miami yeah. Marlins. The <laughs> Dolphins should clean house. <laughs> what scene are you on? The Miami Marlins are, are cleaning house. They got rid of John Carlo. They got rid of Pablo Ozuna. No, Pablo Ozuna. I said it again. Uh, Marcelo Ozuna. So they... <laughs> They're cleaning house, and what happened was they just got a new stadium a few years ago, and yep. they promised the people of Miami, like, if you pay for our stadium, we will keep a competitive team. What happens is no one's going to that stadium. It's a big pile of shit. I went there, like, is it's, it really? It looks nice. It's it's they not. They had the All Star game there and shit this year. I mean, it's it looks nice, but it's it's gaudy. It's like really gaudy and really obnoxious. Like, it's like, it's super Miami. You know what I mean? Like, super, like... Yeah, there's, like, pools a, in the outfield. A, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. a club there. If a stadium... The Cleveland there. If a stadium could have its tits out, like, this stadium has its tits so out. So, what's wrong with that? You know what I mean? There's nothing wrong with it. It's just not my style. We're just from the Northeast. First of all, right? this sounds like my style. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, there's too much cleavage showing you know with this stadium. Is, you know what it is? Tim, Tim yeah, there's is no very, such thing, like, Tim. classical baseball. Like, Tim just said too much cleavage. Tim just like wants it. to go and watch the game, not, I can't support this. I'm not... I'm going to go watch the game. I'm not trying to stare at the tits in the outfield. The I metaphorical I disagree, tits. The but metaphorical tits. But anyway, um, people of Miami are pissed because Derek Jeter and the ownership group 
you know, didn't have as much money as, you know, some of the other bidders potentially, and they had to shed some salary when taking on the team. Uh, Operation Wolverine uh, was something that was going on underneath the table that, you know, whoever was going to, you know, if this group bought the team, uh, there were rumblings that they were going to cut the payroll $20, $30 million. And, and they did. And they did. And Rob Manford... Uh, supposedly knew about this. And yeah. Lebertard called him a liar on air. And Rob Manfred's like, I'm not going to sit here and let you call me a liar. I did not know that they were going to trade Giancarlo Stanton to the Yankees. I didn't know that. And Lebertard called him a liar. I, I see it from both angles. Like, when they sold the team, Manfred knew they were going to cut payroll to $90 million. Mm-hmm. That was the plan. And so You don't think they knew exactly how they were going to cut the payroll to $90 million. I think it's not the commissioner's business of how they're going to do that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, and I think that the, the, that's the, what he said ultimately too. He right. was saying like, I am not supposed to be informed about operations or anything. That's what I'm that saying. is right. on the team. He's not overseeing the everyday daily operations of the market. Right. He just sold it. You know, welcome to the the, the major league baseball, Derek Jeter and Co. and ownership. And the thing is, I it. guess Levitard is coming at them from a fan's perspective right. as a diehard South Beach. Yeah, he was a, on SVP. He was and. It's like, why would you sell the? Why would you agree to have the team be sold to an, a conglomerate that couldn't necessarily afford it? Like, why would you sell the team? Why would you have? You know, it, like it just doesn't make any sense. There could be other, you know, could be other options. So, if I'm Manford, I'm I'm a little pissed at Labatard. If I'm not gonna lie, absolutely. First of all, yeah. what but, is the commissioner of baseball doing on Dan Labatard? Well, Labatard's yeah. been roasting him for weeks. Roasting I mean, yeah, but MLB. Who, yeah, that's yeah, what you even, gotta do. Even, that even supports my. Well, you gotta speak. I wish Goodell. I wish Goodell did that more. I wish Goodell talked to the people a little more. I think someone who's that high in sports doesn't need to answer. I'm to cool a with that though. Name. Like that, to I'm be cool fair, Labatard's the biggest voice of ESPN right now, and so it's like someone's someone's chirping you. But hold on. But listen, like no. What do you mean? You gotta air it out for the so has Steve, Stephen A. and Skip Bayless went through their reign. But he's a Miami guy. Dying. But who cares? But listen, but Even, listen. That's a small, but who cares? The franchise has been through so much within like the last year and a half between like starting with the Fernandez death, then the selling of the team, the stadium not filling up going back to four years ago. Like there's, also, there's nothing going down with the Marlins. Like they've just progressively gotten worse. They've, they've progressively mediocre. regressed. No, they've been mediocre. Yeah, and the, they've regressed. The the other issue though that people you know fail to mention is the fact that this happened once before with Miguel Cabrera, Mickey Two, twice before. Right, Rich. but it was different because they won. Right, it, it, they it won. was different, and they couldn't play those guys to retain them, which and, is totally different. And also, they didn't make a promise to the city that they were going to stay competitive or they were going to try and stay competitive. This is a clear salary dump. Yeah, and. That's not what would part of the deal. First of all, I am not down with cities playing paying for stadiums. Yeah, me either. At all I mean, in the did. least bit. I'm, I I wasn't down for it. Well, we were also too young to like really. Yeah, we were, we were, but I'm not down with cities paying for stadiums. I think it's ridiculous that that's the case. Yeah, that's absurd. You would you would not ask the city to build. A wrestling arena. It's a if continuous anything, loop. It's going to be a continu- continuous loop, though, because if you don't spend money happening. on the team, no one's going to go to the games. And then in 20 years or 15 years, the Marlins are just going to pack up and go to another city, and then they're going to try to blame it on Miami because no one went to the games. But when in reality, the reason no one we went to the games, for it. Like, but also like yo, like that th- you're just setting yourself up for failure at that point. If anything, ask like the fans. I don't know if that's even well, possible. They did that in San Diego. They like voted. yo, if if it was me and it was the Giants were like yo, if if you want to pay for whatever, then give I them. mean they did that with the Islanders too, like right in our backyard. The yeah. the voters of Long Island voted no, and they had to move ultimately to the Barclays Center. It just happened with San Diego. They put yeah. uh, 
on the day that you know no one was paying attention because everyone was like Trump's the president and like either whether that's good or bad whether you liked it or not that was what was number one in everyone's mind but on that day in San Diego San Diegans also struck down a vote to get to build a new stadium with taxpayer money so if they, they left. look if they would have sold the team but the whole it all starts from who they sold the team to if they sell the team to people with, with that could have have afforded it they wouldn't have had to slash the payroll that's why he's so pissed Support Marlins fans, man. Like they go from Jeffrey Loria, one of the worst owners in sports, to I mean, it's so tough. Uh, ownership being group that's a, a fan of Miami too, because it's a tourist city. Like that's why the Rams kind of didn't do well either. Like they weren't a good team, and you saw the Coliseum wasn't filled up at all. So it's tough being like L.A. and Miami, where you're, even it'll be interesting to see how the Vegas Raiders do. Right, that's a tourist city. Yeah. So yeah. these these teams in these cities, the Miami Dolphins don't do really well drawing. So that's another problem they face i don't know i just feel like like i said to you but before we started the show i said is it really a bad thing to get rid of that contract because stan's contract was fucking crazy that's a lot of money but the thing was it's, it's a slap in the face to the people in miami though yeah because you that was the best now what are you baseball. going you're not going to a game to see who yeah now you're not going to a game but they they like now it's like on them to like okay now you you got rid of d gordon you got rid of uh Stanton, who are you bringing in? Because we're not winning they're any not, fucking but game. They're not. They're they just cut the payroll because the owners that bought the team didn't have enough money to support the high payroll. And now Christian Yelich and JT Real Muto, who are two young guys who are under cheap contracts, they're still talented, and they're like, we want the fuck out of here. Well, Yelich was not supposed letting to be moved, wasn't he? They're he, not. They're not going to move him. They they're had meetings. Move they had meetings, and like they were going to talk about how it progressed. So it's like a work in progress. Well, I'm saying if they're going to tear it down, they have to have a plan at least in place to build it back up. Yeah, their plan is to lose. Yeah, we have high draft picks. Yeah. yeah, that's their plan. Their plan is to just blow it up and do it again. So it's just like a 10-year plan? Probably like a five-year plan, something like what the Astros more, went on. I would say closer to 10. Because no. last time when they did Miguel Yo, Cabrera. It sounds like a seven-year plan. You're, you're going to trade everything away. I mean, yeah. When did the Astros well, listen, draft they did it, like They Correa. did it before and they won in 96. Seven. That's different. That's another point. And that, they won again in 03. That's when another the, point that Manfred said. He's like, hey, with all due respect, your team has had two rings since, what, the 90s? There's tons of markets that haven't even had one. That's true. But at the same time, those those trades got back prospect hauls. Like, the right, Josh like, Beckett trade, they yeah, got yeah, back. Hanley. They got Hanley Ramirez back in that trade. Like, And they got all their prospects they, from those they trades. They got garbage for Stanton. Nothing. They got garbage. They got the Yankees, like, I mean that's to be determined though. That's to be determined. All right, fine, but they that, you're just basing this off ratings now. Where it's, it's okay, but in terms of value, that's the only thing we have right now. Well, right. and also it's a consensus that like you're they not didn't getting, get anything back. They didn't get right. Glaber Torres. They don't. Glaber Torres isn't deserving. That's a deal also for Mike because Stan. they had no leverage. They had no leverage. He he gave them four teams he wanted to be traded to. Who's, who's what can you do? He had two offers from teams he, he didn't want to be traded to, and the Giants and the Cardinals. So what what Jeter's hand was forced, or not even Jeter, like the ownership's hand was forced. I don't know. I I I disagree. I don't know. It's kind of. I mean, that's what it was. His hand was forced. It, it was I either like keep him. If you're gonna tear it down, you have to have a plan in place to to at least bring some dudes in or whatever. It can't be like we're gonna rely on draft picks or something. Like especially in baseball, I feel like. It takes a long time for these guys to develop when you draft them and shit. It's not like football where someone can come in and be a immediate impact. Am I wrong? No, but it, it, in the situation of Stanton, was he was traded to one of four teams, and 
if they were that desperate to cut that money, which seemingly they were, they were going to do it for what they felt was the best package available. And if the Cubs, the Astros, and Cardinals. the Dodgers, Cardinals no, the Dodgers were in there too. No, the Cardinals were on the weren't on the list. Oh, I, I thought you meant the people who were actually no, no, going the after the Cubs, oh. the Dodgers, and the Astros were the other three teams weren't coming with offers as good as the Yankees for however good it was. Then, then you have to make the move if you're that desperate to dump the money, and they did. Yeah, that's not for for me. Uh, if you're desperate to dump the money, that's one thing, but that's where Rob Manford takes some blame because you can't allow an ownership group that doesn't have enough money to stay competitive. Well, that's not, when yeah. you promised the city that you were going to stay competitive, then you can't have that because. That's not right. Well, here's the thing. The city, like, what does stay competitive mean? Like, this is the, what I'm saying. Like, if you have a plan in place where, you know, you say, like, okay, we're going to cut this payroll, but this is our plan moving forward. We're going to try and build this team from the ground up. I, sort of like, you know, you have a bunch of yeah. draft picks or whatever. Like, at least you're trying. You know what I mean? I mean, they were on the cusp when they got that deal. Like, Yelich and Fernandez were on the cusp, and they both, you know, when once the new stadium opened, they proved that they can be top flight at their position. Like, Fernandez was borderline Cy Young and uh, Rookie of the Year with Harvey that year. So they had young talent before they got the deal, and that young talent came to fruition once the deal was made and they were playing that new stadium. Ozuna, Yelich, and Stan, you could argue, like I said before, was arguably the best outfield in baseball last year. That's why this deal is so disturbing and frustrating for me is because they're all they were already in a process. And they were young. Yeah, yeah. And they're young. And that that outfield Stan's young. Yelich is young. Ozuna mm-hmm. is young. All in their twenties. They're all in their twenties. They're all in Stan's twenty eight. You could argue that none of them have reached their primes yet. So you're you're already in a rebuilding process. Like three years ago, I remember them. I remember being like, I'm a Met fan, so I follow the NLEs very closely. And I remember hearing about these guys, Ozuna. I remember hearing about Yelich. I remember hearing about the dudes, Fernandez, the the guys that were coming up. And there we're in that process. Now I know the death of Fernandez, and I I don't like talking about death in terms of like what it does for a competitive franchise. But again, I have to do it, so I'm gonna do it. Um, I wonder if it would have been different if he was still alive, because in Miami they would had he would pack out the stadium by like six seven thousand more people than regular. So it's I wonder if that would help them survive. I don't know. I just I just know that in terms of Miami, if I'm a Miami Marlins fan, I you know I never advocate switching sides, switching allegiances. I'm seriously considering either stopping being a baseball fan in general or switching my team. Yeah, it's it is very tough. For, for them because I said the same thing like you know I imagine that you're the team that you're a fan of keeps trading away your fucking best player I mean Stan even said it too he's like yo watch from afar that would be my advice to the fans of Miami going forward so I mean he knows more than anyone what's going on down there yeah. alright anyway let's uh, move to the NFL here uh, we got three games on the slate that we're looking at uh, first game Falcons at Saints Big game here. Big division game. Big game. Tim's Saints. Also, Tim's sworn enemy, <laughs> the, Falcons. the Falcons. Hates the Falcons, loves the Saints. Yeah. Let's start with Tim. Tim, what's what's going on in this game? Uh, I think the Saints win this game. I think they win them handily. I, I win handily. I, listen, if you watched Atlanta last week, they weren't impressive at all. They struggled against a Bucks team who sucks. Sucks and who they needed that game. And this is the second time in a row they struggled against that team. And I've 
And I've mentioned this many, many times. And the defense for the Atlanta Falcons is not the problem. It's the offense. And the offense is just not clicking. And right now, they don't they don't give the ball to Devonta Freeman enough. They gotta get him not the ball nearly to pass enough. The game for they sure. gotta get him involved, even though he fumbled twice last game. Yeah, it both picked up. One was picked up into the end zone. Yeah. So I mean, it worked out. Yeah. For him, but uh, on the other side, the Saints have a very good defense, and the now we have a really weird schedule this year because we're gonna see two very important matchups: this one and the Bills Patriots, who we also saw last week. So. Division games crunched up towards the end of the year, um, probably on purpose mm-hmm. in, in terms of how, like, the ratings and stuff. Yeah. But this Saints team, this secondary is capable of sh- of shutting down, at least containing Julio Jones. They did it two weeks ago. Um, and let's not forget the all-important stat of, I mean, uh, factor, Alvin Kamara's coming back. The... Falcons are dead last in the league in receptions giving up to running backs and dead last in the league in yards per game to running backs out of the backfield. The fact that Alvin Kamara went down so early last last week and, I mean, last time they played, and let's not forget, he was super effective in that first quarter before he went down. He was making big slashes. He had like 4.5 fantasy points in three drives, which is crazy, which is, which is a lot. So... I think that that Alvin Kamara addition is going to be a big-time difference, and I just don't see the Falcons as a team who can win this big game. I really don't. If, if they do, I would be shocked. I, it would really surprise me if they went into New Orleans and won this game. And if they do, they deserve a little bit more of my respect, but they're not getting it till then. Winner clinch as a playoff spot. This is interesting, too, because it's, like Tim said, second time in three weeks yeah. that they're playing each other. Um, I think it's a big game. Well, obviously for both of them, but the Saints could uh, possibly win the division this week with a win and a Panthers loss Mm -hmm. by virtue of a tiebreaker because they swept the Panthers this season. So, I mean, first, I mean, not the first, the biggest game probably for the Saints in a couple of years now. They've gone, they haven't made the playoffs in three straight years. So this is the deepest into a season where they're playing competitive ball in three years. Um, I don't know. I kind of lean Saints here. I like that they're at home in the Dome. Um, yeah, like Tim said, Kamara back. That's a that's a big plus for the Saints. The thing that scares me. Forward. The only thing that scares me about the Falcons is that sometimes their offense is like very stagnant. Like they've been very on and off this season with scoring. I feel like some some games they'll put up fucking nine points or like fourteen points or something like that. It's like when are they gonna get in a rhythm? Because we're used to the the Falcons that we're seeing last year that mm-hmm. were in the Super Bowl and like we're okay. This offense was like the most explosive offense we've seen in a very long time. And then now they're very stagnant and they're very inconsistent. It's like, okay, now you're getting a Saints team that you're playing. You just played two weeks ago and you beat them by three points and you only put up 20. And now, okay, you know, like Impy says, I know you're going to say it. It's hard to beat a team twice. It's tough. It's even tougher to beat them twice in three weeks, right? Yeah. There you go. So, I mean, I, I like the Saints, especially at home too. I think Trufant and Mike Thomas matchup on the outside is going to be interesting. And then Julio Jones-Lattimore matchup on the outside is going to be interesting. Trufant had some trouble against the Bucks on Monday Night Football. He's got to do better against Mike Thomas this week. Um, but, yeah, I think those matchups on the outside are going to be interesting. And then also it's the game of the great running backs, Kamara Ingram, Coleman, and Freeman. Um, Bucky Brooks, NFL.com, has gone, to say that, has gone as far to say that the Saints backfield is the best backfield of all time. The combination of the two, Mark Ingram and Kamara. Yo, honestly, that's I would, a high praise. Uh, yeah, I don't know if that's a hot take, but that 
goes to show what people think about this backfield. Honestly, I would not be surprised in the slightest if the statistics show that they are the best ah. because they have been just lights out this Yo, whole season. Keep in mind, too, like Tim said, the Kamara injury last time these two teams faced off. The Saints only ran for 50 yards on 15 carries last time they saw each other two weeks ago. So Kamara back, I mean, the running game's going to get going. I think they're going to start throwing more, too, out of two teams out of the backfield. Yeah, I gotta. We gotta get like Tim said. We gotta get Freeman the ball more. Um, uh, roughly, you know, close to 200 yards total uh, receiving and rushing last uh, on Monday night. Um, gotta get Freeman the ball more. Um, and they get Tevin Coleman back too. That's uh, another thing. Like I want to just like in general. Like there, there have been teams that, um, you know, like teams like the Chiefs. Like you have a special talent in your running back, and you're just not getting your guy the ball. We have seen certain games this year. The Falcons are not getting Devonta Freeman the, the ball. Devonta Freeman, Kareem Hunt, these are guys that are just like talented dudes in your backfield. Get them the ball. Get them volume. Mm-hmm. 22 plays. Hand the ball off. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Let them get 100-something yards, and that just sets up everything else for you. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Alex Smith and Matt Ryan could really benefit from stuff like that. Uh, but I think that... I, I, like, I know it's a passing league now, and the things have changed, and it's not like... You know, back in the day when Terrell Davis, we got 35 fucking carries every game. But, you know, when you have a special talent like that in the backfield, you have to give them the ball. And we know that the Saints are going to do it because we've seen it all year. They've relied on the, the backfield uh, for the most part more than, you know, Breeze's arm. Of like, you know, uh, Kamara and Ingram, we're going to get them the ball and then we're going to throw it over the top with Michael Thomas or whatever. Uh, but the Falcons... You know, moving forward, definitely need to get Devonta Freeman the ball. I mean, last game mm-hmm. I, I, and uh, against the Bucks, they gave him the ball twenty-two times. He had one hundred twenty-six yards and a touchdown. It's hard to lose when your running back is running like that. Yep. So um, I think if they're going to have any shot at winning this game, they're going to have to establish that and kind of try to, you know, stop that yeah. tornado they have in the backfield. But it's tough. It's going to be close. Three of the last four games between the Falcons and the Saints have been decided by six points or fewer. So it's going to be a bar fight, as Nick would say. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, and, yeah, I like the Falcons, actually, on the road. Okay. Uh, next game we have here, Seahawks and Cowboys. This one's a Loser leaves one. town match. Shout out, Nick. Double double shout out. For sure. Can I can I start this one off? Yeah, start please, it off. Please. So, uh, all right. So this game is, is strange, and I'll tell you why. The Seahawks have battled really valiantly. They really have. But their injuries are just too much. Uh They've allowed 201 yards per game in the last two games on the ground, and Zeke is back. Uh, Zeke, in fact, he made he's making a documentary about his time missed. Stop. And how he is looks, he really? He looks uh, way more cut up now. Yeah, he looks cut up. He looks tan. He's been outside working. He went to Cabo or something. Yeah, he's uh, it's called like 45. He or something like that. He what? missed 45 days. Oh, so it's just about how he made himself better over those 45 days. And he told Eric Dickerson in a conversation that he was going to rush for 200 yards in his first game back. Um, Todd Gurley almost rushed for 200 yards last game, so it's it's they're averaging giving up 201 yards per game in the last two games, like I just said. Yeah. So, and if I'm just looking at the optics of this game, like the Seahawks are kind of internal beefing. Yo, the Twitter beef, right? Yeah, and between uh, Earl Thomas Wagner and, uh, Bobby and Bobby Wagner, yeah. Bobby Wagner, who's hurt. So they, so Earl Thomas said, you know, is Wagner playing? Sorry. Wagner is supposed to play. Yeah. Okay. So it, uh, Earl Thomas said, hurt though, playing if hurt. you're going to play hurt, you might as well let someone else play because they could be better than you. That's because Bobby Wagner did the same thing to him uh, previously. So uh, a little bit of back and forth there. It makes you wonder, can the Seahawks handle being an underdog? 
The Seahawks' whole persona this whole time has been the big, the big bad Seahawks. The 12th man, they're going to intimidate you. They're going to hit you. They're going to uh, outpower you, overpower you with their just uh, massive dicks. And like it's, it's just like that's, what, that's their thing. So can they handle being the underdog? On the other side, the Cowboys are getting healthy. You yeah. see how much of a difference. If you can't see the difference between the Cowboys' defense with Sean Lee in at linebacker and with Sean Lee out at linebacker, you're blind. Uh, that defense takes a massive step forward, and they're going to take an even more massive step forward with Zeke now in that backfield. Um, the Cowboys are getting healthy at the right time. This is a really interesting one because this is going to change the face of the NFC. Whoever loses this game is definitely going to be out. Yeah. And whoever wins this game is all of a sudden going to be right back in that picture again and fighting for that last playoff spot. And if the Falcons do lose, they're going to be putting pressure on the Falcons right off the bat. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know what the tiebreaker situation looks like, but they're going to have the same record. So... This is going to be a tough one because I don't see I don't see a way that Seattle gets blown out either. Yeah, they're playing for their season. They're playing for their season. So like just the fact of, of their coaching, their quarterback, and their veterans, mm-hmm. I don't think they get blown out in this game. But at the same time, I think the Cowboys have the advantage in if you're going to ask me who's going to win the game, I think the Cowboys are going to win the game. So it's all going to be on Zeke. If Zeke has over 150 yards, the, the Cowboys That's might a have lot. a blowout yeah. on their hands. If he has over 100, the Cowboys are going to get a close victory. I think that he he's the difference. I think there is something dangerous about, you know, because we we we've saw how Ezekiel Elliott has responded to, you know, his suspension and c- continuously uh appealing it and and whatnot and then finally like I'm going to leave the country. And I I had no idea about this documentary, so that just makes it this fuels my argument even more that this dude is fucking angry. Yep. You know what I mean? So someone who runs angry, you know, people like Marshawn Lynch that every play they run angry, uh, he very well could be the game changer in this game. I mean, for the Cowboys, like I said, I mean, I've said this numerous times on the podcast before, and, and we've seen Dak be inconsistent. I mean, he's been good so, f- like, lately, but we've seen him just kind of fuck up or whatever without Zeke. He had to get acclimated to just being the guy. He should play better on yeah, offense. Now. Yeah. Right. So now it's like, okay, well, I have my guy back. I can hand this ball off and and count on him to get some yards. But you know, it's dangerous having Zeke back there for the for the Cowboys because without him, their offense is a little bleak. I don't really like you know no. the weapons they have there. I mean, I Alfred think, Morris has done a pretty good job. In right, Alfred Morris. Has, I mean, yo, Alfred, Mo- Alfred Morris was good on Washington for that one year. You yeah. know what I mean? He's he could run if given the opportunity, given good blockers. The the Cowboys O line, although it's not what it's been in the past, it's still a solid O line. Yeah, it's still uh, top five, I think. Uh, top five, top five. Top five, top five, top five. Yeah, expect Dak to play better now with Z come back. Exactly. So it's less on him, and you know, I I, I think that the Cowboys could very well win this game. The Seahawks, to me, are kind of just like holding on by a thread, honestly. Yeah, that's how Russell it feels Wilson. Like. It's really on him. If he doesn't just be uh, incredible, then they're not going to win. Yeah. Yo, these two teams are trending, like you said, Joe, in different directions. The Cowboys have won three straight. Right. And the Seahawks were eight and four and rolling and. All of a sudden, you know, they beat the the Eagles, I think it was, and now they've lost two in a row. So they're eight and six, where they lost to the Rams right last week, which was a, a big swinging game. Sh- shellacked. Yeah, they got smoked at smoked. home, no less. Um, yeah, that was that was what was really telling. It's like you, you can see, you know, Seattle's gotten smoked on the road before, but like they got smoked at home. 
Yeah, so they, a lot. They lost to Jacksonville on the road the week before that. Yeah, too. they gave up thirty the week before. Yeah, which is a tough game because they're traveling from the northeast to the southeast. I mean, yeah. the northwest to the southeast, the tip of Florida. But uh, nonetheless, they lost that game. Then they come home and lose to the Rams in a huge, like I said, swing game in the division. And now, where they were eight and four and they were sitting pretty good, where they see a division team ahead of them in their mm-hmm. schedule, they're sitting at eight and six now. And the Cowboys are getting hot, like we said. Obviously, Zeke back. And they're coming off three straight wins. So they're playing their best ball of the year, whereas Seattle, dinged up, mm-hmm. not playing good ball really, coming down toward the end of the season. You know, someone's got to give here. I like I like Dallas at home. And I think the only thing I really want to monitor is Tyron Smith's injury mm-hmm. progression yep. through the week. I know he didn't practice Wednesday. I'm not sure what he did today as we record. He That's, might play. He might play. That is a Question. giant. Questionable. Question mark. Yeah. Now, I do, I do want to point this out, that the last three games that you're talking about wins – are against the Redskins, the Giants, and a squeaked out win against the Raiders. That's what I was just going but to say. Were, are you talking about the Seahawks? They're no, the, no, Gi- the, the Cowboys. Cowboys. Oh, okay. Well, there are the, two division games. First of all, that you that you have to win. They're winning games. They have to win. Sure, but this is this was the Geno Smith game, wasn't it? Not. No, nah, that was against Oakland. Geno Smith played against Oakland. Easy E played against Dallas, where they scored three late touchdowns. Oh, that was right, a tight right, game right. late in the game. Right. 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 And they opened it up late in the game to blow. Dallas struggles against the pass. The only thing that I want to worry about, well, the only thing that I'm worried about, is sort of Russell Wilson and that offense uh, through the air. Dallas isn't the greatest against the pass. Here's the thing, though. Seahawks, you know, in the middle of the season, we were saying how they were just streaking and Russell Wilson was playing out of his mind. They weren't really playing team like. Russell wasn't really has to go off for this team to yeah. win. Like yeah. he has to really put on performance. They were playing teams like the Titans beat them right in the middle of the season then they beat the colts they beat the rams good win yeah good win then they beat the giants they have a bunch they, of good they're wins, fucking though. they're they're terrible beat the texans beat the reds uh lost to the redskins that's the texans with deshaun watson by the way though yeah that was the deshaun watson game Different yeah that, that but i'm saying like there's a lot of games here that they that they won that you're kind of just like all right is this like you're really dependent on one player on your entire team. There's yeah. no, there's, there hasn't been any game like in the past. There's been games where the defense won this game. Mm-hmm. Th- there's been like Marshawn Lynch won this game. Th- it's really dependent on one player, and it's your quarterback. And it's like if this dude is off, his, he has to play perfect. It's not even like, it's not about him being on or off because he could be on and we could still lose mm-hmm. because everyone else could be off. But it's like got to be perfect. He's got to be perfect, and he's got to run the ball, and he's got to extend plays. And, like, that's a hard ask, you know, especially now at the end of the season where teams are battling, they're locked in. It's not the middle of the season where it's like we could take this loss and still make the playoffs and have a chance at winning. It's now is, like, you know, the time where teams lock in and it's like we're either going to make the playoffs or our season's over. So everyone's at a high level. And it's like I don't know if the Seahawks are good enough to compete with certain teams that are just on the bubble. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I could – Honestly, see the Cowboys winning this game. Uh, I don't. I don't know how I feel about the Seahawks, especially because of the turmoil. Like you said, there's stuff going on there. The rapport is kind of like whatever, and that's been one of the biggest things too. The Legion of Boom and all these guys, and they like you know, it, it, it's, it just seems like that's a thing of the past at this point. There has been in, inside beef within the Legion of Boom. If you remember last year, there was words being had with Richard Sherman and a couple of the guys, Cam Chancellor and them. So. There's been there's been history of this, so I'm not too worried. This is a this is a veteran laden team. 
it's tough for me to 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 back the Cowboys 100% in this game, man. I, I they really beat three bad teams, and yes, they're in division, so yes, you do have to take that into consideration somewhat. But they they beat three pretty bad teams, and they squeaked out those victories. I mean, well, they squeaked out the victory against the Raiders. They they beat the Redskins and the Cowboys and the Giants pretty handily, but. Also, one thing we didn't talk about that we could, you know, I just want to mention before we move on here to our last game. Zeke hasn't played in a while. So this could be, a, you know, either this is going to be a game where he's running very angry like, angry, like I said before, or he needs time to get acclimated, you know, to what? playing again. Because, you know, the ring rust, as they call it in the UFC, is a real thing. Not yet, but they're going to give him the ball 30 times. Oh, yeah, of course. They're going to yes. give him the ball 30 the times. Win or go home. His carry count was ridiculous before he went out. He should be fresh, fresh legs, fresh as fuck. Fresh late in the season too. That's and you know he was getting blown wherever island he was at. <laughs> so I'm just saying. Yo, a lot of blood. He, he was doing like the Daryl Strawberry workout, <laughs> blowjob workout, workout, get sucked. I work out. <laughs> I work out. Uh, last game we have here: Bills at Patriots. This one I don't think is going to be close. I don't yeah. either. I think it's going to be a, a shellacking. I think the the. The Patriots are at home, first of all. Second of all, they have home field advantage on the line. You think Bill Belichick and Tom Brady don't know, don't want to rest their players? Do you think they don't want Gronk to take a seat next week? They, you should, think? they should have him take a seat this week. Revenge from Tredavious Whitehead. Remember the late hit and he got suspended? Yeah. Tredavious. They're going to beat the shit out against the Bills. Wow, they I should, should take the Patriots. They should rest them this week. I'm taking the Bills this week. They, they should rest them. Now you're. They probably bro, go for the knee. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Yo, no, you know that whole the whole phrase Shout out Bills Mafia, <laughs> and no one even knows what that means. By the way, hold on. Can I just say something? Chris Berman does. Hold on. Circle the wagon. That's a great line. <laughs> Tom Brady owns a twenty. Nobody. Hold on. Tom Brady owns a twenty-seven and three record against the Bills. Ten and two in the last twelve. They've never. He's never lost at home to them. That twenty-seven <laughs> win mark. Against Buffalo is the most wins by a quarterback against a single opponent. The, he's owned the Bills, and yeah. he owned them earlier this year. Uh, one of the easier picks that I made on the podcast was that one. Uh, when the Patriots have something to play for, don't mess with them unless you're one of the elite teams, and the Bills are not one of the elite teams. I think that they hone in on shutting down Shady. I think that he gets shut down because when they hone in on something and they want to shut it down, they do. They're going to yeah. make Tyrod Taylor try and beat him in the air, and he just doesn't have the weapons to do that. Kelvin Benjamin can't create separation. And the other two, Zay Jones. Oh, you're good. They're, you're good. No, yeah, they're, you, don't even have to, you don't even have to really hook It's going to be a mo- shut the McCoy game down. And, right, it's going uh. to be stack the box, see what happens. And I think that's going to be what happens. And I think that the so, Patriots are going to roll over them. They lock up a first round bye this week with a win and then either a Pittsburgh or Jacksonville loss. And then if they win and both those teams lose, which is, you know, tough, but uh New England will secure home field advantage throughout the AFC. They so they don't so, they don't secure home field if they win this week. No, that's it's, it. They first round bye would have win this week. If okay. Pittsburgh and or Jacksonville lose. That's interesting. Because they get the, yo, listen, the home field throughout. The Bills went to New England and won last year. 16-0. Yeah, but the Bills... It's a, nah, I know. I mean, the there was no Brady. Gate. It was the Deflategate yeah. suspension early on. But, I mean, the, yo, the Jacoby Brissett game. They've won, they've won in there and won, regardless of that quarterback. So, I mean, I feel like they know the environment they're getting into. Uh, it's a must-win game, pretty much, for the Bills. I think, 
I think I like the, we don't really talk about spreads at this point, but I think it's a close game. I just think New England just wants to win the game. I mean, it's a thirteen point spread, so that obviously has telling on what everyone else thinks of this game. They think it's gonna be a two touchdown game, dude. That's I for whatever reason, like teams like the Bills and the Lions, always to me are just middle of the pack, like okay teams. Yeah, like show like me especially something. when it comes down to like. I have to win. Yeah. There's no chance. Yeah. yeah. Prove me wrong. There's been no times in the past 15 years where the Bills have won. Well, this is the biggest game in the last 15 years for the Bills. Yeah. Well, it, arguably. It's the, yeah, it's the biggest game now. 15 but years, dude. They've I don't think been so. competitive yes. at this time. They haven't made the playoffs in 19 years. But they've been know. competitive this late in the season before, Seven, and they've shit the bed before. 17 years. 17 years. 1999. So, yeah, 2019. So, uh, the drought is the longest active streak in, in North America's four major professional sports. I can't. I, I, I just don't. I don't think they're that talented. I don't have anything. I think you them. you need to get a different quarterback there, too. Dude, I. Tyler, Tyler Taylor's not going to bring it to the He playoffs. has no one to throw to, though. Like, yeah. Calvin Benjamin is but dinged yo, up. And even he, so, I don't think Tyrod Taylor is like a playoff quarterback. That's true. I, I yo, think, I think Tyrod Taylor is like Alex Smith. He's a playmaker. I, think, th- yo, put I also don't think Alex Smith is like a super. Maybe he's a playoff quarterback if he has a great team around him, but he's not like a Super Bowl quarterback. He won't win you a Super Bowl, but I think he's good enough to get you a playoff. He should be a starter next year. Because there's some, you know, rumbling team over. Yeah, no, they don't want that. He's not going to be in Buffalo next year, but he's going to be a starter somewhere for sure. Yo, honestly, I I just don't. I think that Tyra Taylor, you you need someone else there. I do. I think. Yeah, there. I don't think he's there. He can go somewhere else. And be successful. Mm. He's eight and six with the Bills. I don't think Tyra Taylor wins, wins the Super Bowl. Eight and five, bro. The Peterman lost when they had shellacked True. by fucking the Chargers. That's another thing. Like that was a disaster. Mid season. That was won that game. They could have nine wins. That was just dumb. That but was a, an experiment that went wrong. A rookie coach in his in trying his first ever trying to tank, trying trying to beat the Patriots to make the playoffs. Trying to tank. Good luck there, buddy. Nah. That's I what mean, I'm saying. Sean but yo, even he is a good, I mean, I'm down, but he's made some dumb decisions this This year. game to me, once it gets down to this point, it's 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 the eye test to me. You know what I mean? You look at these teams and you're like, okay, this team is a perennial winner, this team is a perennial loser. And which team is more talented? It's just all the odds are stacked on these people know how to win. Yeah. And they know how to win when they have to win. That's why this line is 13. You know what I mean? And someone like Tyrod Taylor, and we have Calvin Benjamin, we have Zay Jones. LaShawn McCoy is the, like, uh, Charles Clay, too. These are two players on that offense that are like, you know, you could plug them in on certain teams and, and they'll be like difference makers or whatever. Calvin Benjamin, I'm kind of like, he's a question mark for me. I'm, I'm confused about him. Like I don't, I don't really know where to go about him, but he's just been injury riddled. He still has, he's like a torn meniscus right now. Yeah, but it's just weird that the the Panthers are like so, like ready <laughs> to give curse, him up. The curse like, it's of just weird curse of Kelvin Benjamin. They're nasty without him. But I think that the the Patriots win this game, and it's not even like I think we're gonna look back and be like we shouldn't have even talked about this game. I agree. That's what I'm gonna think. I want to talk Miami Kansas City. <laughs> no one wants to listen to me. Really? That, I think that's another game that's not even like Miami's like, yeah, what Miami the fuck am I sucks. talking about Miami for? Yeah, they're going to shellack them too. Uh, shellack of Miami's the, day. the most. Hit, like, actually two of my picks this week, by the way. Jake Cutler's had what? Two, ga- two good games this year? Yeah, one was against the Pats that they won. Yeah, he had like yeah. four touchdowns and that was it. Okay. I'm just saying. But I think, you know, whatever. <laughs> uh, 
Anyway, you guys want to get to the picks? Yeah, I'm coming sure. for this title. I, this Athemi title chase has calmed down a little bit. Let yeah, me, let me, I've, uh, been, I've been cold as fuck. Let yeah. me read these off, right? So right now, I'm still in first. I'm 23, 20, and 2. I'm on a cold streak right now, honestly. Still in first, though, so I should tell you how real I am. Uh, in second place, we have Boss, 21, 21, and 3. 500, 500. 21, uh, 21. <laughs> Tim is in third, 20, 24, and 1. What a fall from grace. And then Nick is in last place still, 19, 25, and 1. I will be making Nick's picks. You better hope Nick don't pass you. Isn't it really after here? It? Yeah, it's really quiet for you. Nick threw a curveball mid-show. Yo, wait, wait, you got to go. He's he's last up, so you're on deck. Yo, he, threw, got, he threw me the curveball mid-text. He definitely got rid of the Carolina game. No, no he wow. actually... Let's hear it. All right, so first he has Jimmy Garoppolo and the Niners, plus four and a half, home against the Jaguars. Um... And then he has Carolina minus 10 home against the Bucks, And then this is where it was interesting. He originally had Cleveland plus 6.5 against the Bears. And then mid-show, he goes, yo, bro, change it for Atlanta plus 6. Um, so I think he knows that you may be on the Saints. Anyone? Uh, nah, there's no way he knows. I'm not on the Saints. It's telepathic. Mm. T- tele- telepathy. <laughs> telepathy? Anyway. Timothy. T- uh, anyway, <laughs> Nick has plus six, uh, Atlanta plus six at New Orleans, Carolina minus 10 home against the Bucks, uh, and Jimmy Garoppolo plus four and a half home against the Jaguars. Tim, what do you got? Uh, I got New England minus 13 versus the Bills. Uh, I don't see the Bills putting up a fight <laughs> in this one. I, I like New England. Um, I've already taken New England with a 13-point spread against the Bills, and I won that one pretty easily, so I'm going to hope to do the same. Um, my underdog pick this week is Seattle plus five at Dallas. I don't see Seattle getting blown out of this one. I think that... Uh, they will keep it close. And my last pick is Minnesota, minus nine <laughs> at Green Bay. I think, look, Aaron Rodgers came back. They lost. IR. Aaron Rodgers on IR. Bro, nine points in Green Season's Man. over for them. Nine There's, points at Lambeau is a lot, though. I know, but nine points at Lambeau is a lot when the quarterback is Aaron Rodgers. Well, it would never be nine. It would never be nine It points. never in, in yeah, history yeah, it would, it would be nine. Of what? Nine if, points if, if Rodgers was in... Even if I was at wide receiver, it would not be nine. It would, it would, yeah. We could you would be on need the to O-line. play like the AFC Pro Bowl team in order for it to be nine at Lambeau. It still wouldn't even be then. Nine. It even, would be yeah. crazy. But so I got Minnesota minus nine at Green Bay. I think they put it away this time. Minnesota is playing for that home field advantage first round by. True. Um, and their season's over. The Packers' Green, season's the, over. Not only is it over, they threw Aaron Rodgers on IR again. And that just shows the team, like, we're not even going to try and win this thing. The only thing I can say is these contracts in the NFL are not guaranteed, and all these players are playing hard. Especially Brett Honey, who might be coming up on a contract himself. Yeah, Brett Honey maybe could be playing for a starting job somewhere. You know what? Who's really going to be playing hard? The Vikings. Of course. There's no doubt about <laughs> that. Uh, boss, what do you got? I got Buffalo plus 13, Tim. Bills wow. Mafia. Bills Mafia. Nobody circles the wagons quite like someone's going through a table. The right? Buffalo Bills. 13 is a lot, dude. I'm going to just say 13 I is hate a lot of points. spreads. I took the Dolphins. I think they were 11 or 10 and a half or 13. So they had a similar number in Miami a couple weeks ago on primetime. I took them. And you they mean covered. the loss that they did on purpose? Yeah, that's what I'm you staying, stick, I'm staying with, with that conspiracy I'm pretty sure you theory. took New England that week too. So I'm staying with the theory. Twice I'm going against New England. Double digit favorite. Um, they got the Chargers. They're kind of in a must-win situation being two spots out of a playoff spot. Uh, minus seven at the Jets. The Jets looked okay like we talked about earlier, but I don't know. I, they have nothing to play for. I don't really think anything or much at all of the Jets. 
And our last pick of the week, Kansas City, minus 10.5 at Miami. It's tough to come into Arrowhead uh. any time of year, but particularly this time of year when the Chiefs have a chance to seal a division title. Uh, good luck, Miami and Jay Cutler. It's going to be a tough place to play, and I think the Saints cover the 10.5. All right. Joe? Um, sitting at the top, and I'm coming for that number so he, one. So, spot. So the, the Chiefs? I think you said the Saints. Don't slip up, right. bug. Yeah, Why Chiefs. not? I'm coming for head number one spot. What you doing? Don't slip up or get caught. Doesn't he say don't yeah, slip up or get got? Get I thought got? it was get got. I thought it was get caught. I can, got I can look up the later spot. Right I the know. final say? Uh, I'm going to say got. All right, so here's Damn. my picks. Oh, I'm going to go with uh, the Lions minus four against the Bengals. Bengals, shit show. Hate them. Uh, no Marvin Lewis. Goodbye, Marvin Lewis. Goodbye, farewell tour. I mean, he's still there. No, yeah, but like this is a farewell yeah. tour for Marvin Lewis. A fair, a farewell tour for a shitty farewell head tour coach. can end soon enough. Like let's relax. Lukewarm. I'm taking I'm taking the Lions minus four, and I'm taking the Chargers minus seven against the Jets. Uh, boss convinced me before the <laughs> before the show. The Jets are nothing to. No McCown. That's been the glue. Yeah, been, bro, they played Nick Saints they played close. With the, they played Nick Saints close. No, I, I think Joe, Joe, I think Joe has, has a little actually. strategy here picking the same games as Boss. I don't know. You took catch you? Oh, I didn't even know you took the Chargers? Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Oh, okay. And then uh, I'm, <laughs> taking, I'm taking I'm taking the Browns plus six and a half. Where is it? Bears. At the Bears. At the Bears. The Bears should tell Listen, I've had Jordan Howard on my fantasy team the entire that entire year. This guy's either have 120 yards and they win, or he has eight yards and they lose. And it's been on and off. Fuck it. I'm just... So been, I'm, Alex Collins had only 65 yards against him last week. I don't give a he shit. Got, he got stonewalled at the goal line twice. I don't care. The Browns run defense is real, yo. I don't care. Uh, I'm going to take the, Bra- uh, the Browns plus six and a half. That is my underdog. So Lions minus four, Chargers minus seven, Browns plus six and a half. Those are my picks. I hope I don't blow this. Yeah, if me I go too, own, I, I went on three enough. last week. Bad week. I've been on a cold streak the last two weeks. I've been one, four and one, I believe. Uh, really bad. So I gotta keep it up so I can stay in first. But that's what I got, and that is our show. Uh, Tim, where can they find you? At Tim Patrop on all social media outlets, but only if you're feeling real, real, real frisky. And check out the um, the live stream, people. Yeah, check it. Check this it, Sunday, check it ten out. o'clock. Yep. Impy's gonna be there. Nick's gonna be there. My bro's gonna be there. It's gonna be a good time. Boss at Endavito27 on Twitter and the gram. Imp. I M P Y two underscores. You already know Twitter and Instagram. Really quickly, uh, on DB we had the <laughs> you parlay. Started into the mic. Right into the mic. Let's okay. get it. Uh, parlay Queen from Covers.com joined us. Uh, chopped it up. Love her. Uh, and also be Shout on the out look- to the Parlay Queen. Yeah, she's the best. Shout out. To- Yo, I asked her if if people in Canada call it to six, and she said yeah. That's lit. Yeah. Uh, and also be on the lookout for our soccer episode. Dropping oh, yes. Tuesday. Just dropping, yep. dropping Tuesday. Yep. Nick interviewed someone who's knowledgeable about. Uh, he went to Wis- Wisconsin. Played, he played soccer at Wisconsin, uh, and he's very, very, very knowledgeable Badger. about the U.S. soccer system. So super yep. lit soccer. Uh, you guys can follow me. Uh, you can follow Nick at Lamb VM10 on all social media, and you can follow me at Joe Sanagato, and uh, all of us at Veterans Minimum, and our YouTube channel YouTube.com/slash Veterans Minimum, and our Instagram. Uh, Veterans underscore minimum and our Facebook page where everything gets posted, Facebook.com slash veterans minimum. And that is all. Thanks for listening and Merry Christmas. And a happy
Let's do it again. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium breakthrough from Bioptimizers, the trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com/balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at bioptimizers.com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.